TalkZone.com Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet light-hearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And we do welcome you to the Two Guys in a Mic show on the TalkZone.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful Tuesday here in the fine city of Chicago. The good news here in Chicago is the snow has stopped. The fact that we're going to have four consecutive days of about 10 below. Wind chill might be the bad news, but why complain about the weather? We'll talk sports and more, not weather. I promise you that here on the TalkZone.com. Two Guys in a Mic. Let's enjoy this outstanding music for just a second. And it is uh, Residue Tuesday. That's one of the things we do here in the Two Guys at a Mic show. So we can still pick up a little bit of the residue, if you will, from the weekend in sports, particularly the Super Bowl. If you didn't get a chance to uh, tune in yesterday or call in yesterday, you had some thoughts. Maybe, God forbid, you were walking. Or uh, walking. You were working and not able to listen to the show. One of our mottos is uh, never. Never let work get in the way of your sports enjoyment. Please get your priorities straight in life. But uh, if you did have to work yesterday, you couldn't join us on the show and you care to today. It is Residue Tuesday starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow, we look ahead. We surge ahead. There'll be no recap of the Super Bowl, but we can still pick it up a little bit today. Starting tomorrow, it's all about baseball. Pitchers and catchers report. I woke up in the middle of the night last night all concerned about who the Chicago Cubs' number five starter is going to be. That's a serious baseball affliction here, but, you know, these are the things that concern me. But, uh, yeah, we'll pick up some Super Bowl residue. By the way, David Olson, our media critic here, did you see? Did you see the TV ratings? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Super Bowl, what was this, 45? I always failed in Roman numerals, but I, th- I think I called it Super Bowl 40, like last week, three or four different times. Nobody here at the talk zone corrected me, but as you investigate the Roman numerals, the X, the L, and the V would equal 45. But did you see the TV ratings? Highest rated TV show of all time. Number one. I was not aware of that. Is yeah, that true? all time. And last year's Super Bowl apparently was number two. And you know which TV show is stuck. They're basically at the top five, they're all Super Bowls. I think it's 8, 08, 09, 10, and 11. But which TV show, David Olsen, is the one stuck right smack in the middle that still has one of the highest rated shows of all time? A finale. Finale of MASH? That's it. That's it. Back in the, uh, what would that be, about the mid-80s? Mid-80s? So, uh, yeah, yeah, yesterday's Super Bowl. It wasn't even the mid. I think that was the early 80s. Early 80s. It was like 81, 82. Okay. All right. I still remember for the uh, MASH finale, I was at, people were throwing parties. I mean, there, it was like a major party night. That's part of the reason that it got such high ratings. But I was at a party in Westmont, Illinois. For a mash party, and whoever I remember the girl. Remember, I still remember the girl's name, Sheila Franklin. Good old Sheila Franklin. She had done it upright. She had the whole mash theme going on. Decorated the apartment. It was pretty cool. I remember the uh, the bathtub had like sand in it and the little Hawaiian rainbows or the little Hawaiian um, 
little sunshine thing. So it was beautifully decorated. There was a, a significant amount of drinking going on. I can't remember if it was a Friday night, Monday night. It didn't seem like there was work the next day, best I can remember. Maybe it was a Sunday night. But I do remember this one guy getting completely wasted. And she was living in a, like an apartment complex enclosed in condominium area where there was like a middle center area, courtyard, if you will. And this guy at like 1 o'clock in the morning has got the window open or you know, people are screaming and hollering. And he's yelling, or I guess people were calling up complaining about the party. That's what it was, that we were being too loud. People in the complex were complaining about the party. So this guy opens up the window and starts shouting out, hey! Don't call the police. I'm the mayor. I am the mayor of Westmont. It will do no good to call the police. I'm the mayor. Do not call the police. The drunken guy who was the rowdiest guy at the party happened to be the mayor of Westmont. It was a beautiful thing. All right. 888-463-6748 is the phone number. So the highest rated TV show of all time. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. I wonder how Christina Aguilera feels having known that she uh, messed up in the national anthem in front of the largest television audience ever, ever. By the way, I'm still getting static in these headphones, David. I don't know if it's my uh, hearing, which it could very likely be. I don't know if it's at the uh, particular microphone or it's the headphone here, but I am hearing static on the microphone for the second consecutive day. Uh, you want to talk about the Super Bowl here, feel free to give us a call, 888-463-6748. We got some NBA news and notes to talk about our Chicago Bulls going down to defeat. We also had a record of the worst kind being set yesterday. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, moment of silence, please. Thank you very much. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, Cavalier streak. Uh, sneak into a little NHL hockey as well. We haven't talked hockey hardly at all with the football dominating the news the last couple of weeks. A little college basketball, too. One of the good things, I hate to see football end, but one of the good things about football ending is it does mean it is an indicator thereof that basketball, folks, the good part of basketball, late Feb, the conference tournaments in early March, championship Wednesday or Championship Thursday, whatever they might be for your particular conference tournaments, and then culminating in March Madness. The good part about football ending is March Madness cannot be far away. I've already filled. I don't want to say I'm getting psyched up for the March Madness, but I've already got three brackets that I've filled out with various teams winning. So I haven't figured out which one I'm going to go with yet. But I already got my brackets filled out, and I will give you right now. I will give you right now. Uh, who was the surprise team last year? Butler. I will give you my butler. I've still got three or four weeks to change, but I'm pretty confident on this team. Uh, the butler of this year, ladies and gentlemen, will be out of the Horizon Conference, Cleveland State. Mark it down on your mark. They'll make the tournament. No question about it. They got, is it Norris Cole or Cole? I think Norris Cole. Great point guard. They also got a kid out of the, uh, Chicago, number two point guard, uh, or number two off guard. Good scoring guard. Nice complimentary player, Jeremy Montgomery. Out of Lincoln Park High School, they got a good ball club, very athletic. They're leading the uh, Horizon Conference. So if you're looking for a team like Butler last year, mark it down. The coach told you on February 8th, two days after the Super Bowl, Cleveland State's going to go for a run. I don't know if they're going to get to the Final Four like Butler did. That's pretty extreme. I don't know if they're going to get to the championship game like Butler did. That's pretty extreme. I don't know if they're going to get within one shot of winning the championship. By the way, how was... Does anybody out there know, again, 888-463-6748? Who's the kid from Butler who had the shot to win it? Their star player last year. Why is his name escaping me? 
Gordon? Gordon, right? Forgetting his last name. But the kid who had a legitimate shot to win it at that shot, by the way, as we sneak into a little March Madness talk, again, football ends, college basketball heats up. It's a beautiful thing. Um, that shot goes in. He becomes, that becomes one of the great sports moments of all time. I don't think I'm, that, that did the trick, David. By the way, whatever you just did in here, let's hear it for David Olson, our fine, uh, not only producer, but since the talk zone is too cheap, I mean, David Olson is being paid handsomely as an engineer as well. I don't know if that's, was that static being heard over no, the No, 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 it was coming just through me. the unit there, yeah. Okay. All right. You see, we got Joel calling on the phone. Should I take it on the air? Go ahead. All right, hold on. We got Joel calling. Radwanski, you're on the air. What's up? Oh, David, he said he's calling the talk zone, and it won't go through. I will call him on his cell. <laughs> All right, he's checking out the phone lines. I'm answering the phone on air in a live webcast. It's quality radio. All right, so we got the big dog trying to get through. We got static in the earphones. We got all kinds of issues going on here. 888-463-6748. Uh, other things uh, surrounding the Super Bowl. Well, uh, interestingly, the it, it's a tradition, of course. A day after the Super Bowl, probably 12 hours after, the NFL odds for next year come out. And that's one of the things you think about uh, when you watch the Green Bay Packers play. I'm kind of mixed because I heard of a variety of opinions. Some saying, wow, you talk about a prohibitive favorite for next year. I mean, the Green Bay Packers, they get all those guys off the injured reserve list back. And they don't lose too much off of this year's team, which was certainly not peaking out. You got the feeling if they kept playing, the Packers were going to get better and better. You talk about a team finishing strong. There is the chance the Green Bay Packers could be a dominant team. For the next two, three, four years, they are your favorites, according to uh, the NFL odds that came out 24 hours after the Super Bowl for 2012. Number two team, the New England Patriots, they're kind of a constant. Number three, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number four was a little curious. The San Diego Chargers. Didn't make the playoffs this year. Ryan Leaf, up and coming quarterback, certainly Ryan or Ryan Leaf, <laughs> Philip Rivers. Ryan Leaf is definitely not an up and coming quarterback. Ryan Leaf is a uh, rapidly sinking. When's the last time we saw Ryan Leaf? Anybody put an APB out for Ryan Leaf? Canadian football, European football league. Might be playing the Morton Grove Park District men's flag football league. I don't know. But the ceiling or the uh, the bottom dropped out on Ryan Leaf, no question about it. Phillip Rivers, up-and-coming quarterback. Phillip Rivers, maybe. Maybe next year's Aaron Rodgers. That might be part of the thought process. I found it a little bit curious at the San Diego Chargers. And, again, the, the ads makers aren't dumb. They know what they're doing. They know where the money is going to be put. But um, San Diego, fourth seed, very interesting. Our Chicago Bears, I thought the Bears, who came within, what, one drive? 30 yards away from uh, heading to the Super Bowl. Knock it off the Green Bay Packers. A couple of Caleb Haney interceptions. But um, I figured the Bears, with, with just about everybody back, I don't think we lose anybody significant. Would be like the fifth or sixth team. Bears are like 22 to 1. 22 to 1. That's still, I think, a little bit of philosophy from earlier in the year where the Bears may have had a good record, may have got one step away from the Super Bowl. But a lot of people, a lot of the experts say, you know what, and we've said it here on the show, Bears weren't that good. They they really, as much as we were rooting for them here in Chicago, they did not deserve 
to be in the Super Bowl. Their record was not as good, and I think those odds are indicating it. But uh, there you go. So Super Bowl 2012, Green Bay Packers, your prohibitive favorite. New England Patriots second. Pittsburgh Steelers third. San Diego Chargers fourth. Interesting, too. Interesting that uh, there were other experts that said don't overrate the fact that the Packers got all these players coming back off the injured reserve list. Most of them are non-impact players. I mean, probably the one guy that could be a real difference maker is Jermichael Finley. And I don't know what you do with Jordy Nelson, Jermichael Finley, but I'm sure they'll find a way for both those guys to um, be part of the Green Bay Packer offense. I think Jordy Nelson has proved his worth. I'd be surprised if Jermichael Finley, who when he got injured was, uh, I don't know about blocking, but certainly one of the better pass-receiving tight ends in all of the NFL. But you got Jordy Nelson filling in so well, I'd be shocked if all of a sudden this guy becomes a full-time backup. You know, one and done. He had his 15 minutes of fame. He looked like he's too good to just uh, finish out with 15 minutes of fame. So we'll see. We'll see. But there are a lot of experts out there, uh, as many that said the Packers are going to be a potentially dominant team the next three, four years. There's as many that are saying that, uh, you know what, don't overrate those players coming in. Uh, the ones that were on the injured list, not that many are going to make a significant difference. Even Ryan Grant, their star, uh, starting running back. I don't know if you call him a star or a starting running back. He'll help with the depth. But is he that much better than James Starks? At any rate, apparently uh, David Olson, engineer, producer, and part-time psychologist here at the Talk Zone. We have the big dog on? Yeah, he had to, he had to talk me down from the ledge, Coach. Woo-hoo! I wasn't sure what was going on. I wasn't happy about it whatsoever. So, Ladies thanks. and gentlemen, Joel Radwanski joining us on the show, the Big Dog. I, I, on behalf of our engineering staff, Big Dog, and the management here at TalkZone.com, I apologize because I know you were you were waiting on the line. We just couldn't uh, telecommunicate with you. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, well, well, let's not worry about that. I was trying to get on there, but I couldn't. i tell you something. I was getting the shakes, though, Coach, knowing that you were doing the show without me having all the fun. Yep. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. It is. Uh, don't kid yourself. Being on air, it's it's a drug of sorts. It is. Yeah. It's a, I don't know if I'd pay for the drug, but it's a drug of sorts. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna add to your your Packer talk. It, you know, Ryan Grant had like three 1,200 yard seasons in a row, but yep. he tore a tendon in his knee. That's a little different than the operations that you normally have. He might be done, Coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to admit, the guys that replaced like Nick Barnett and Jermichael Finley, they played phenomenal. So I, I don't I agree with you. I don't think adding those players. It's not like they're getting new players, to be honest I, with you. There's some serious injuries from those guys. I'm not even sure I agree with myself. I was pretty much big dog stating I, I heard two different points of view yesterday, and I'm not sure which I agree with. One, you know, here we are less than 24 hours after the Super Bowl on yesterday's talk, and people are talking about, you know what, the Green Bay Packers. Right, they won this year. You want, The next two, three years, they could be a dominant, dominant team. And part of me said, you know what, because you watch the way they finished this year, they were, they were still on the upslide. It's not like they peaked out. They got better football ahead of them. So part of me believes that, you know what, they could be really dominant. And then the other part of me brings me back to earth a little bit. It sounds like you're on this side of the fence where they're going to be good, but don't overrate the guys coming back because there are limits to how good the Packers can be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's that's 100% correct. <laughs> and and uh... Think about it. There's going to be a bunch of other teams that take big steps, too, next year. That could end up being really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, although, you know, the Lions could be better than the Packers next year, and I'm not kidding about that. So Yeah, well, we're the ones who predicted the uh, Minnesota Vikings to finish in last place when others had picked them to win the NFC yeah. Northern Division. Yeah. Yep. Now, uh, 
Right before you came on, we were talking about the 2012 odds that are already out. Green Bay Packers, not surprised. New England Patriots, second, not a surprise. Pittsburgh Steelers, third, not a surprise. I thought it was a curious number four in the odds. And the Vegas people, they're not dumb. They they know what they're doing. But San Diego, team that did not make the playoffs. Is that all Phillip Rivers-based big dog, or is there something else I'm missing? Well, I didn't know that they had them that high, because they actually have the Dallas Cowboys way up there also. Really? Yeah, that which is surprising. Troy, Troy Aikman coming back? Yeah, I, I guess everybody just they could, uh, people betting on the Cowboys is kind of similar to people betting on the Cubs. <laughs> I know people have put a hundred bucks every single year on the Cubs to win the World Series just so they could be like, yeah, I picked them, mm-hmm. I picked them. You know, and there's a lot of money down in Dallas, and people just throw they bet on the Cowboys consistently. Like, so if you bet against the Dallas Cowboys every week, you bet against the the, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish every week in football, you usually gain about two to three points in your point spread mm-hmm. from what it really should be. In other words, America's team gets a lot of sentimental voting that is not logic based. Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm talking about, Coach. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that the same way in the point spread, it's the same way in the in the odds for next year. And actually, you know, Green Bay has a lot of that, too. So Yeah, but the Packers, I think, are, uh, to go over New England, you got to be pretty strong. But I think that's a legitimate pick. But I'm still curious, what? why is San Diego fourth? Unless I misread it, but I think I got it right. Why would the Chargers be the fourth seed? And why are the Bears so low at 22-1? to I- one? I gotta be honest with you. I didn't see one with San Diego in the in the top ten. Just to let you know, I didn't see that. Okay. But uh, I, you know what it is. I, I can't explain it, Coach, because they did have the number one offense in the NFL this year and the number one defense in the NFL. And in the history of uh, the, since the merger, it's never happened where a team that did that didn't make the playoffs. So mm-hmm. it's kind of strange. So maybe that has something to do with it. Just the fact that statistically. They were the, the best team in football. The problem was if you throw in turnovers and third down percentage, they're no longer the best team in football. Just watching a tape of yesterday's show, David Letterman. I did not get to see it. Aaron Rodgers sitting next to a David Letterman. Again, uh, less than or just a bit over 24 hours after the Super Bowl. What are the odds next year that Phillip Rivers becomes next year's Aaron Rodgers? And 365 days from now, I'm watching Phillip Rivers sitting next to a Jay Leno. I bet it's better than one out of 32. They have a better than average chance to win the Super Bowl next year is what I'm saying to you. They're not a bad team. I don't, I don't think they're a great team, Mm -hmm. but, uh, it it would need like a, a Green Bay Packer type, uh, run in order for them to do it. I mean, they're not that talented coach where people should be saying that they're a Super Bowl favorite when they haven't proven anything. Mm -hmm. 888-463-6748. Residue Tuesday, folks, starting tomorrow. We move on. We search forward. We look ahead, but we're still picking up some of the uh, residue from the football weekend, our final football weekend of the year, Super Super Bowl uh, Sunday, Residue Tuesday. If you want to call in, you didn't get a chance to do so yesterday, 888-463-6748. Big Dog, if you had a chance to appear on um, You Became a Star, which is a matter of time, and you could sit down on any one of the late-night talk show hosts. Or, uh, you go Jimmy Fallon, you go David Letterman, you go Jay Leno, possibly uh, CNN's Piers Morgan. Who would be the guy you'd want to sit down to on national TV? Well, I would try to do all of them, Coach. Okay. Let, let, let's let's get that straight. But if, if I only had one, I, I'm going to, as much as I love Letterman growing up, but, I mean, I, I was watching Letterman way back in the late 50s. Mm-hmm. So you go if, David Letterman. If anybody who's been watching David Letterman since the early 80s like I am, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay. it's, uh, 
Uh, I, but Conan O'Brien, I love Conan, Coach. Ah, that guy cracks me up. I mean, he's out of those, out of all of those guys. He's the only one that I actually watch okay. anymore. So. How was uh, David Olson, media critic uh, slash engineer slash part time psychologist? Do we have any? I know when Conan's show debuted on TNT, it got a big push, but then I haven't heard anything of it. Do we have any ideas? Anybody? Is anybody? Is anybody here? See my old friend Conan. Is anybody watching that show? Uh, yeah, actually, I can look up the ratings, but they're actually very decent. Really? They're very decent, yeah. Okay. His audience followed him. His audience followed him there. Interesting. What's that, Don? Especially considering it's a cable network mm-hmm. and not one of the free networks. I understand. I understand. But that that's a cable. TNT pretty much every cable station carries now or every um, television company carries. So I would think, I don't know what percent. Households of TNT, I would think it's 95%, right? Yeah, and David Olson, how many people actually know what channel it's on? Because Coach doesn't even. Yeah, he's on TBS. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, I mean, he's not, no, TBS, he, same thing. No, he's not getting the kind of numbers he was getting on NBC. Right. You know, he's averaging about a million viewers a night. Wow. Not that's bad. Good. No, 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 that's not bad at all for cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the, the key demographic is the median age of the person that watches yes. the show is 33. That's that's, so, hot. that's huge. That's right there. So uh, the, the the programming executives say, as long as he keeps this audience and mm-hmm. maintains this rating, we'll, we'll renew him forever. Big dog, how do you feel being uh, way over the average age of the normal demographic? How does that make you feel? Well, that's not a, the normal demographic. That just happens to be Conan's demographic. Yeah. So I, I guess uh, I'm over the hill now. So. <laughs> You're like the you're like the senior citizens of that watching a particular group. Actually, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of like uh, women named Eleanor and Betsy that are like 85 watching Conan. The really? old women really love him. So. Interesting. That's starting to sound like our ratings now. Back yeah, like in our old. morning break, I haven't seen our talk show ratings of late, but you know, back in our morning break days, our studies showed we were very big with kids under 11, and very popular with seniors over 70. It was the 12 to 69 age group where we uh, suffered badly. That, that was that was the issue, Coach. Yes. yes. We're working on it, though. Mm-hmm. We're working on it. I think uh, 12 and 13-year-olds are now starting to listen to us. It's good to hear, Coach. Thank you very much. 888-463-6748. Big dog, we opened up the show by mentioning, I don't know if you saw this, the, uh, the uh, poll or not, but the Super Bowl yesterday, Sunday Super Bowl, the most watched television show t- – of all time, the ratings number one forever. I, I heard that yesterday morning, and I was absolutely dumbfounded. I was like, "Wow, wow!" So that passed. Uh, what did it break? What record did it break? Was it still Mash? Don't tell me it was yep. still Mash. Well, Mash like years ago. Mash was third last year's Super Bowl number two, but Mash is still uh, back in the early '80s. Still is one of the most watched television shows of all time. The finale of Mash. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I, yeah, I, I never understood that. How well people like in Korea were watching Mash or something? How could I mean this is like the Super Bowl is a worldwide event? Are they fucking worldwide or just United States? Coach? That's a good question. This, I mean, doesn't like the final of the World Cup? Wouldn't that like mm-hmm. like it wouldn't was, that be like the top five? Because they talk about a billion people watch the final in the World Cup. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, that's a good question. Are those, are those ratings got to be just the United States? It's got to be yeah, just the United how States. Could, how could the fina- finale for Mash like yeah. be higher than? Uh, yeah. Brazil versus Italy in the World Cup final. Yeah, nothing can beat 1983 Uruguay Paraguay semifinal matchup. That's got to be in there. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Everybody who was gay loved that particular final. <laughs> you're a gay, not you're a gay. Yeah. By the way, speaking of gay, did you watch the uh, uh, post Super Bowl show with the opening of the new series, not new series, but the new season of Glee? Uh, I I have not seen an episode of that. No, highly, I have not. Highly recommended. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not against it. I just haven't. Okay. Hard for me to get into an actual TV series, Coach. It's an outstanding show, and the gay theme and homophobia are becoming uh, part of the very uh, scenario of that particular show. Very entertaining show. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Very good. A little weird, but very entertaining. Yeah. Actually, after the Super Bowl, I, I watched Black Swan. Really? How'd you uh, watch? Wait a minute. Coach. That hasn't been released yet. What are you doing? Illegal uh, movie? Uh... I, was, uh, I was at the Embassy Suites. In downtown Chicago, beautiful place, by the way. There's a couple of them, but we were on the one on, on 600 North State. Place is freaking gorgeous. What was this? New Year's Eve or Super Bowl Sunday? You're at the Embassy Suites. Super Bowl, yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. Wow. So you rented a hotel, went downtown with the young lady for Super. Yeah. That's is that? Wow. That's not bad. Yeah, it was. It was. It was, it was pretty luxurious, Coach. Uh, whose idea was that? You or uh, Ming Lee's? Uh, it was. It was my idea. She pulled the trigger. If you know what I'm talking about, Coach. That's, that's outstanding. Yeah, you know what it's because uh, I could I know exactly where it was for all the Super Bowls. That was it was uh-huh. pretty fun one. So I figured it's going to trash somebody's house at a party. It uh-huh. might as well have you know some Romanian uh, <laughs> <laughs> service clean it up. You know, it's oh, pretty cool. That's not bad. That could become a new tradition. Yeah, because people, you know, our parents' generation, they used to all get dressed up and go to hotels and fancy parties on New Year's Eve. Yeah, maybe you're yeah. starting something. You know, Embassy Suites might be. Booked out for next year's Super Bowl 2012. You might have started a new tradition. There was a uh, there was two rooms next to each other down the hall that had probably 700 people in the two. Wow, I couldn't believe how many people were in there. Wow. So how was the Black Swan? I've heard people tell me don't see it, and I've heard others say, believe it or not, it's not bad. Your thought? Uh, I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. Coach. Really? And I okay. and I'm going to I'm going to be 100 percent truthful with you. Like people who told me they didn't like Fight Club are normally people that had extremely low IQ. They just didn't get it. And I have to admit, I watched the movie, and uh, I really liked it. And I was like, wow, that was good. You know, it was all everything about it was really good. And then all of a sudden, this morning, it finally hit me what had happened, what was going on in the movie. I was like, whoa! Now I'm totally now I want to see it again because I finally figured out what was going on in the movie. Mm-hmm. So the problem was I would have figured it out, but uh, I talked to somebody last night. They were like, you didn't know that the, you didn't see the sorcerer at the beginning of the movie. And I didn't cause I got up to go fix myself uh, something to drink. Mm-hmm. And I no, missed no spoilers, the please. beginning of the movie. Interesting. All right. So recommended to see if you, so it's basically fight club for ballerinas. So if you're, if you're uh, <laughs> basically, if you're uh, a 94 pound bulimic chick who dances, yeah, yeah, that's this movie's for you. So. <laughs> Fight Club for ballerinas. I don't think they ever had that in their uh, their preview, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, attraction reads or, or lead-ins. Well, if, but that's not bad. The if Fight you Club. liked Fight Club, you will love this movie. Okay, it's it's simple. It's as simple as that. So it uses, and uh, and trust me, it has nothing to do with. Uh, I mean, if you're actually if you're an athlete, they you can see what these ballerinas go through. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. Like uh, what they do to their bodies and how they get like ready to perform and all that. It was good, Coach. It was really good. Mm-hmm. So. All right, I will put that. Uh, you know, again, of the ten Oscar movies that have been nominated, I think I've seen like one or two. I did see The Town, by the way, though. David Olson rented The Town. I saw that. Pretty darn good. 
pretty darn good. 888-463-6748. Big Dog and the Coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. Big Dog, we got other stuff to talk about, too. After the break, we'll sneak in a little college basketball. we got NBA, a record set of the worst kind yesterday. Uh, maybe even a little bit of the NHL, too. we got to figure out what the hell is going on with our Blackhawks. But real quick before the break, any other uh, Residue Tuesday thoughts on the Super Bowl uh, as the NFL season comes not just NFL, the entire football season comes to a close. I know a sad moment for you. Any any final thoughts, my friend? It, it, it is a, a really sad moment, and I, I do look forward to uh, next year because um, you know, I'm shifting it to, to college right now. But I, I do I think Illinois has a really good chance of of being good next year, and hopefully they can overcome the loss of McKellar for sure and uh, Corey legit. And by the way, in the uh, the Bears are picking. In the second round, late in the second round, if, if Mikel LaShore is still available, the Bears need to draft him. Absolutely, they need to draft him. I would love to have Mikel LaShore uh, be a Chicago Bear. So not in the first round, but if he's around late in the second round, they need to, mm-hmm. to scoop him up. What uh, uh, I think you answered it yesterday, but the NFL strike that a lot of people are all worried about, you, it doesn't bother but, you. If I remember correctly, your thought is, all right, so there's no NFL football as long as I got college. Yes, absolutely. And then let's get it right. It's a lockout. It's not a strike. So don't blame the wrong yes. people here. Yes, good and point. And I always keep an open mind. Some people, I'm always for labor. I'm always for uh, the owners. I'm always whatever. I always try to keep an open mind depending on what's mm-hmm. going on in the league. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm in favor of the players on this one, Coach. They, these guys need to take their they, their health benefits need to be taken care of. They don't even have guaranteed contracts, so they should at least take care of their health uh, yeah. uh, concerns when this is going on. I'm not but, in favor of either. I'm in favor of the fans. I say well, cut both of them. Cut 100%, Coach. Yeah. I agree 100% with you on that one. I'm just talking about I want this to end as quickly as possible. So that's the way mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking about what's fair and equitable. The owners are the ones shutting them out. So the, uh, hopefully the players don't get totally screwed yeah. over, and hopefully this, the fans are the ones who don't get screwed over the most. I yeah, agree 100% I, when I say, with what you said. When I say I'm for the fans, I'm not talking about, oh, let's make sure we get football for next year. That's not the angle I'm looking at. It just seems like every strike negotiation we've seen in professional sports – you know, it's the owners and the players and the mountain Labor gets higher and the battle and the battle and the battle. They go back and forth. And somehow it ends out with both of them ending up making a lot of money. And somehow it always ends out, correct me if I'm wrong, Big Dog, with ticket prices increasing with more commercials and more sponsorship things all over the stadiums and on the television, third down sponsored by, and this home run sponsored by, this walk brought to you by. And the fans, every time there's a strike, Somehow it works out with the players and the owners. They're all going to make their money. The fans seem to be the ones paying. That's the part that bothers me. Well, uh, Coach, you're exactly right. And and that's why that's why we have, maybe we just, people should start going Friday night to high school football games. I went to a bunch this year. It was phenomenal how much fun I had of those games. Mm-hmm. It's the game of football. I don't need the NFL to entertain me. Mm-hmm. You give me 22 guys on a field running into each other at full speed with yep. some passion, I can, that's fine for me. I can take that. So, I mean, I love the game of football. So, yeah, I, I, I have no problem okay. watching football on Friday and Saturday night and uh, not having it well, on Sunday if I can't figure it out. Let me That's add, all they're going to do is, is screw us over again, Coach. Let me ask you this, and I'll throw this out to David Olson, media critic, part-time psychologist, engineer, producer, and happily married uh, father of two. That's not a bad resume, by the way. Sounds pretty impressive. David, do you think if – there's a, a definitive lockout, and it's known it's going to be for a while. Would the fine folks in college football possibly schedule a few games on Sundays just to um, 
feed feed the hungry football fans on a Sunday? If that were to happen, it yeah. wouldn't be to feed the hungry football fans. It would be to line their own pockets. <laughs> Seriously. I was Seriously. trying to do it on a nice, uh, beautiful so, thought David, process. David, you're exactly right. You're 100% <laughs> right about that. But but I, I brought that up, remember, about six months ago, Coach, before the season started. But I like, That's uh, what I hope they do. And why can't they – and obviously not where kids have to actually fly to these games. But like if Purdue's playing Illinois, move that one to Sunday. Okay, if uh, Michigan State's playing Michigan, move that game to Sunday. Wisconsin, Minnesota, I, move that to Sunday. But but I don't think it, I don't think it's that simple that they could just move a game, can they? I mean, it could because these schedules are set so far ahead in advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the, the people who buy the ticket, you don't want to just like you say, Coach. You got to think about the fans. Uh, you know, eighty five percent of the fans won't make a difference, but for maybe fifteen percent, all of a sudden they can't go to that game because the way they have to travel so far themselves. So you, you got to think of it that way, but I, I kind of hope they would. I, I would like uh, I would like them to print on the ticket now, uh, possibly move to Sunday just yeah. for a handful of games. So yeah. there's like two or three college football games every single Sunday. It'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be phenomenal. Yeah, and, and you know, if it were an extended strike, don't kid yourself, no football on Sundays. All of us that have been watching for years and years and years, uh, all if not most of our lifetime, we'd miss it. No football on Sunday, so a little college football would be a great thing. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not. Uh, I, you know, maybe it's time that the fans do go on a strike every once in a while. Why? Why does it have to cost so much? And why do we have to sit through so many commercials? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is taking a huge quantum leap. Maybe we should take a, in a much, much more insignificant scale. Let me say that in the first place. Take a page from what they're doing in Cairo right now. In Egypt, maybe the NFL fans, maybe sports fans, big dog, need to stand up against our ruling authorities that we have no control over. Maybe we need to have a giant protest, a giant strike, and threaten to overrule these players and demand less commercials, demand less ticket prices, demand a a, uh, maximum salary that the players can earn, and for the owners to cut back on some of their profits as well and bring the ticket prices back. To the public, maybe we should take a lesson from what's going on in Egypt right now. You, you know, Coach, you keep on saying the players, the players, and, and yes. the strike. This, don't forget, especially on this one, this is a lockout. And the, they had a deal. The owners broke it. All right, but the, the protest would be against the owners and the players, both. Yeah, well, uh, well I, you know what? I have no problem with that. I would love to have something like that happen, actually. I would so, love to have something like so that. So you would join me? Mm-hmm. All I we got to do is, uh, what, Twitter? Facebook, Groupon.com, <laughs> having a little controversy of their own right now. We get object- Where would the protests be, though, Big Dev? If we, if we want to overthrow and put a drastic change into the uh, out-of-control professional sports salaries and ticket prices and owners making money right now, where do we gather? I'm trying to think of the, the proper place. Well, how about we actually, like, uh, like go to some place and actually have, like, a, like maybe at, like, the the art museum here in the city of Chicago opens the eyes of some people. The art museum. Yeah. I don't get it. I'm trying to think outside the box, coach. Yes, you are. Not necessarily I, I, good. I, I, it's outside the box. It's not good, but it is outside the box. Now I'm thinking, I don't know, the NFL headquarters, pro football Matt. hall of fame, the major league bait. Where does Bud Selig's executive headquarters? Uh, but that's also in Manhattan. So I want to let you know something. The NFL's headquarters security, the only, Security tighter in the world is at the Bohemian Grove. 
Everybody knows what I'm talking about, the Bohemian Grove, for some pretty serious security. Okay. So. All right. Well, if safety in numbers, big dog. That's our theory, safety in numbers. We'll get uh, Brady Stiff to uh, work his Facebook and Twitter magic. We'll have a huge crowd in no, in no time at all. All right. I said it was a quantum leap, by the way, before I made that uh, thought process. I did preface it with that. You okay there, dog? Yeah, I'm all right. I, I just, for some reason, I just, I don't want to think about labor strife or yeah. or uh, labor stoppages. I don't want to, I don't want to think about anything okay. like that right now. I don't want to think about labor at all. Um, hey, real quick, before we uh, take a break, I, I meant to mention this yesterday. When Ben Roethlisberger got injured early, and it looked like for a moment in time that he wasn't going to be able to go on that knee. Remember, he was testing it. Yeah. After yeah. getting hit, and he was looking no, no, he down just at flipped. it. He What's slipped that? and hyperextended. Oh, he didn't get hit. He just slipped. Like his legs like split out from underneath him. It was a hyperextension. Okay. I didn't see the replay, so I didn't know what was going on. But the way he was holding it and checking it out for about a 30-second period of time, I thought, you know what, he's he's not going to be able to go. My question is, did it ever creep into your mindset that what if he tore an MCL? What if they find out afterwards that he tore an MCL and he kept on playing? I think the play it right after, right after he's holding his knee, he ran for 15 yards in a first down. Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine not to bring up the whole Jay Cutler thing again? I don't know if you thought about this dog, but it creeped I, into my I absolutely did. And then when I saw the replay, I realized they hyperextended it, so they couldn't compare. The, it couldn't. Okay. It wouldn't have been an orange to orange comparison. Okay. Because yeah, there's, it's totally different when you hyperextend your knee as opposed to having it hit from the side and bent inward. Okay. You know, so because uh, that yeah, that, that would have been something, right? Three four days later, oh, it turns out Roethlisberger was playing on a torn MCL. Oh my goodness, the the Jay Cutler hysteria would have got notched up about sixteen decibels. We'd almost be better having Caleb Haney come back as a starting quarterback if something <laughs> like that happened. Seriously. <laughs> All right, all, we're going to take a quick break. We come back, uh, change up topics, a little college hoop, NBA hoop, NHL hockey. We might even go to the frozen Phoenix Open, okay? Sounds good, Coach. Sit tight, my friend.
the lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Uh, big dog, you missed some good stuff during the break. Uh, father of two, wonderful husband, part-time producer, engineer, and part-time psychologist here in the studio, David Olson, uh, uh, doing some technical work during the break. It, it was like watching Van Gogh paint a painting in about 30 seconds. It was it was awesome. Does he still have his ear? <laughs> he does. All right, good. good. Did, did it work is the big here? question. Uh, no, I'm still hearing static, but that's okay. all right. It was artistry at work, Big Dog. You missed some good stuff. Not, I've been not being here in the studio. Uh, we apologize for that somewhat extended break. Um, Big Dog, did you see an NBA Cavaliers lost yesterday to the Mavs? 25th consecutive loss, NBA all-time record. Not good. Yeah, I, I saw that, Coach. And, you know, it was, um, it, it was funny because when the year started, I, I wasn't – I'm not saying I was a Cavs fan, but I was pulling for him a little bit. Just because of uh, kind of how it went down, I thought the Cavs were setting their team up for. There was no way LeBron was going back there, and I kind of wish he just would have told the owner, even if it was behind closed doors. Hey, mm-hmm. dude, set your team up without me. And so, in a way, I was kind of rooting for the Cavs. And then the, the owner has turned out to be Dan Gilbert. Has turned out to be kind of a little bit of a douche, you know. And he kind of <laughs> deserves what he's getting right now. But uh-huh. that team, wow, coach. I mean, they're figuring out ways to lose. They're, they have leads in the fourth quarter. They blow them. Next game, they lose by – they're down 30 in the first quarter, and they just put their tail between their legs and get hammered the rest of the game. I mean, they have lost every kind of way. They've blown leads. They've come all the way back and then ran out of gas. They've been blown totally out of the water. You name how a team can lose. The Cavs have done it. And think about this, Coach. 82 games, 27 games is one-third of the season. Okay, if they lose two more games, you can say you can take a whole one-third section of their season, just pull it out. And they didn't win one game during Ouch. that. They haven't won since before Christmas. <laughs> Ouch. Cancel Christmas. Not good. And I remember, uh, you know, the first 10 games of the season, roughly, without LeBron, they actually were playing pretty good. And people were yeah. thinking, hey, you know what? These guys are going to step up without LeBron and play some pretty good basketball. But then Absolutely. He... And I was I was pulling for him. I, I really was at that time being like, hey, you know, maybe these guys can have a good season and prove, you know, one guy isn't that gigantic. Well, there's a handful of guys that one guy is gigantic, I guess. So, mm-hmm. All right, well, 25 in a row. They almost beat the Mavs yesterday, by the way. Put on a pretty good game. Late uh, uh, basket, I think, by Jason Terry. Byron Scott's boys go down for the 25th time in a row. Not good. All-time NBA record. Here locally in Chicago, Big Dog, the Bulls lost their second game on a West Coast trip. Portland Trailblazers knock them off. LaMarcus Aldridge, by the way. Not an all-star. He ought to be. 42 points yesterday. He's having a phenomenal season. And Big Dog, he could have been a Chicago Bull. Yeah, we, we've talked about this many, many, many times. Uh, I mean, right when that – I mean, I didn't like Tyra Thomas back then. This team could have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. 42, but he was just outstanding last night and, and getting him every which way. Mid-range game, outside shot. Dazzling array of moves inside, some alley oops, slam dunks. I mean, it was an impressive display. Think an all-time high for LaMarcus Aldridge. Derrick Rose, by the way, 36 in response for the Bulls. But um, two-game losing streak, nothing to panic about. We lost the big dog. The big, the, the big dog is gone. 
little NBA basketball talk here, talkzone.com. Want to get to some college hoop as well. We'll see if we can get the big dog back and phone lines open here. I think they are. I think the phone lines are open, 888-463-6748. We got the big dog back. Big dog, is that you? Yes, I, I was a little bit distracted because uh, before the phone line got dropped, I was watching the safe auto commercial where, Uh-oh. you know what I'm talking about? No. There's a safe auto commercial where these this guy's walking on the street and these girls just keep coming up to him and kicking him into Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a cause for distraction. Yeah, so it, what the heck is this commercial doing? Did it have a happy ending? Uh, eventually, I think he put a cup in or something. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> oh, goodness. But uh, big note, we were talking our Chicago Bulls. Two losses in a row. I'm sure you're going to agree with me. No reason to panic at all, right? No, yeah, I, not on that trip, no. It was, you know, yesterday was a little frustrating, you know, watching LaMarcus Aldridge go off. And, mm-hmm. and it, we're watching the game. At, at one point, he's got 38 points, no assists, and they still keep singling up LaMarcus Aldridge. And I'm like, why don't you just run somebody at him? He's obviously not passing the ball. As soon as he gets it, he's chucking it up. Obviously, he was going in. No reason to pass the ball if you're shooting 60% from the field, let's be honest. But uh, I, I thought they could have done a little bit more to adjust what was going on. It was a little frustrating mm-hmm. as a fan. Yeah, put it, put it quite simply, you might want to guard the other team's best player. Yeah, and, and you Just know what? Thought. If he's not passing, double him. Isn't, that, isn't it as simple as that, Coach? Am yes. I getting too simple yep. with that? No, my theory in coaching, uh, the more I coach basketball, never let the other team's best player beat you, or their best two players. Be it double team, box of ones, overplays, ball denials, whatever it is, make the complimentary players beat you. Don't let the star player beat you. Yeah, and, and last night, the, I mean, Brandon Roy is out. I think you really got to say, all right, LaMarcus Aldridge, if you're going to beat us, mm-hmm. put your team on your back. Yep. You know, and he might have been able to do it, but, uh, I mean, I, I think they should have focused a little bit more attention on him. There's sometimes, like there have been times we saw Michael Jordan get double, triple teamed you know, and he put up 40. The other team did whatever they could. The the Bulls did not do whatever they could to stop LaMarcus Aldridge last night. So it was pretty disappointing. Carmelo Anthony, 51 points last night. He talks about going to the New Jersey Nets now, the New York Knicks. There's still talk about the Bulls. Carmelo in defeat. In defeat, 51 points last night. Big Dog, was he making a statement? Uh, was that his come-hither look, shall we say? It may have been, Coach, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I mean it. I really don't want Carmelo Anthony. Maybe I'm one of the few people out there who, who are saying this. Mm-hmm. I, I, you'd have to give up way too much. He's going to leave anyways next year to go be with uh, Lala, whatever her name is, in uh, in New York. <laughs> the Bulls give so I do not want the Bulls to even consider picking up uh, Carmelo Anthony. And, are- and I do think he's a great scorer, but he's not a great player. They are dangling Keith Bogans as temptation. Ooh, well, Keith Bogans, <laughs> I might want to hang on to him, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, hey, I'm in your corner. I'm one of the, the few guys. I know the Chicago fans get all over the guy. I like Keith Bogans. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a star. I like the fact that uh, Tom Thibodeau is stuck with him as a starter. I like that aspect. I think, you know, I always appreciate defensive guys, blue-collar guys, and he can hit him just enough shots to keep you honest, too. I'm in the Keith Bogans corner. He's the the current version of a Trenton Hassel. That's who he is. Ooh, I almost forgot about Trenton Hassel. That's who he reminds me of. I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but Trenton (laughs) Hassel ended up having some decent years later in his career when he Mm -hmm. left the Bulls. Yeah, Minnesota Timberwolves, if memory serves me correct. 
Yes, exactly. Thank you very much. College basketball, Big Dog, Ohio State is one, Kansas two, Texas three, Pitt four, Duke five. Do you got a problem with those? If you were, God forbid, actually given a vote and you were able to do the rankings, a problem with that ranking? Top five? I, I think they totally nailed it. I'm not so sure if Duke deserves five. I think that has a little bit to do with exactly who they are and, and, and how great they've been over the last 20 years. Uh, obviously, number one, Ohio State, that's okay. Anybody else? I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, maybe if you're looking at Belmont out of the, 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 the New York conference, maybe. But other than that, no, it's Ohio State's got to be number one. And then uh, Kansas, a little bit over Texas, that's good. And Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh only has two losses, and only one of them is in the – they have one loss in the Big East as of right now. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, like right now, it, Ohio State hopefully will get to the, the Final Four and the national title game. Uh, if, you, if they were playing uh, Kansas or if they were playing Pittsburgh, that could be like the game of the century, Coach. I would, Those two uh, teams are really good. I'd pay to see that game right now, particularly Pitt. Because I think Pitt plays a little more tenacious. Kansas is athletic and they can score more, but I just like mm-hmm. Pitt. Pitt. Pitt plays bulldog style. Yeah, they got they have the top four right, Coach. I don't know if they have it in the right order because mm-hmm. Pittsburgh could honestly be the number two team in the country right now. Yeah, Pittsburgh knocked off uh, Bobby Huggins, West Virginia yesterday. They did it without their what I say their star player. They're a pretty balanced team. They go about eight deep. All five starters can hurt you, but their number one player, Ashton Gibbs, out for a couple of weeks. Big dog. They don't miss a beat. They knock off West Virginia. They're boy. Jamie Dixon, awfully good coach, tough program there. Yeah, that's, that's a, we, we talk about it all the time. They, they do the right things out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, unless there's an utter collapse, they're going to win uh, the Big East because they only have one loss. And, like, the second-place team, there's, like, five uh, teams with, like, four or five losses because the, the conference is so rough. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, they're definitely a, a Final Four contender, and they haven't made it to the Final Four, Coach, mm-hmm. under Jamie Dixon. So that would be uh, that'd be a nice step for them. This could be the year they do it. Number six, San Diego State. Number seven, Jimmy Fredette University. I think it's called JFY. And then eight, nine, and ten, Big Dog are all Big East teams. Villanova, Notre Dame, and Connecticut. So the Big East, no question, the uh, top conference this year. How about the Big East tournament? I know I that's know about three, three weeks away, but, boy, is that going to be something. Coach, I, I don't know if it's such a laydown. I'm defending the Big Ten. I don't know if it's just an automatic laydown that the, the Big East is better than the Big Ten. I do. Well, I, I would agree a, with that. I'm a Big Ten fan. I don't mean to take a shot at the Big Ten, but the Big East is the best conference. I, I will tell you this. Uh, the most impressive thing about uh, about Connecticut is uh, their stud, Kimball Walker, all of a sudden hasn't been playing well at all, and they've continued to win with him going like, like uh, 2 of 18 from the field. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, uh, all I know is if, if I'm a player, and if, even if I'm a great scorer, I know the thing, oh, keep shooting until you get hot. Yeah, there comes a time when I'm like, I'm not getting in. I'm going to defer to my teammates every once in a while. Uh, watching the Connecticut game the other day, I was like, uh, it was, I was disturbed. You know, we made a comparison of him to Ben Gordon. Yep. And he looked like Ben Gordon of the Bulls. <laughs> ben Gordon oh, yeah. 37% for the field for his season. Everyone's yeah. talking about how good he is. <laughs> he, can, he can be, Kemba Walker can be good Ben Gordon, which is really, really good. And he can also be bad, Ben Gordon, which will take your team down. And uh, deferring, as you mentioned, I don't think that's in the mindset of Ben Gordon or Mr. Kimball Walker. No, no, but I, I want winners is the best way to put it. So. Yeah. JFY is doing pretty good, though. You like Jimmy Fredette University? Um, doing absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, Sports Illustrated. I, and I only read like the first page and a half because mm-hmm. I had a little bit better push than I thought on the toilet the other day. 
Push. Sports Illustrated had a uh, article on Fredette. And I gotta hopefully I'm gonna eat something with a lot of high fiber in it today because mm-hmm. uh, I need to finish that article. Phenomenal <laughs> so far. I hope there's something wrong with the guy. I don't want to read the article and say you know he was a great son, never caused yeah. his parents any trouble academically. He's taking all honors classes. He's had a steady girlfriend in high school. He's only dated one girl. I'm hoping there's something. Something, some crack in the armor of the character of Jimmy Fredette. Uh, Coach, I hate to tell you, it's even worse. Uh-oh. He's got a he's got a brother that's sick, and he takes care of him. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh-oh. It's it's he's almost like the perfect human being, besides the fact that he has nine wives. <laughs> oh goodness, big dog! The uh, fact I mean, he should have eleven by now. He's Jimmy Fredette or Jimmer Fredette. I guarantee, you, in the last couple of weeks, he's picked up a couple. If he hasn't, he needs to get on the ball. Dog, uh, by joining us late here, me starting the show late, the, the program has flown by. we got about two, maybe a minute and a half left. Any news and notes we did not get to? And, of course, um, Cinemax Cindy wants to know, who did you sleep? where did you sleep last night? Uh, I, I was extremely lucky. Uh, well, I woke up on the couch at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's Uh-oh. never good. That's not good. But, yeah, I was, uh, I, you know, I've been alternating. I've been all over the place. I'm back on the who knows where I'm sleeping, but last night was my own bedroom, Coach. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Disappointing, but very, very nice. All right, dog, we'll do it again tomorrow. When uh, people want to track you down, any females out there want to possibly stalk you, where might they find you on this beautiful Tuesday in Chicago? Well, I'll be at my house in Aurora. Uh, even though I do have a job, I'm still looking for a, a better one. That's what okay. you got to do. But I, I promise this, if a woman's going to stalk me out, they're going to have to go through a, a five-foot-one Japino girl that's a nurse, <laughs> and she's got needles, Coach. <laughs> How come you never at a grocery store? We can never try. That's that's the place where the females can stalk you down. Don't you ever um, mingle down the meat aisle to possibly squeeze a melon in the vegetable? Of course I do. And I go through. I can go through and get everything I possibly need in a store. Extremely cheap, by the way. It it will spend like 50 bucks for a whole entire week and have all the food I need. Wow. Within under 25 minutes, Coach. That's good. And I'm talking about... Go to the vegetables, the bread, the tortillas, That's, the meat, all that stuff. Everything I, you possibly need. I bought a cake yesterday for uh, I saw a cake in the store for six sixty six, and then right next to it was upside down cake. It was selling for nine ninety nine. Thank you very Which much. Which one did you get, Coach? <laughs> yes to both. Okay. All right, big dog, behave yourself, and uh, we will talk to you tomorrow, God willing. Hopefully, the uh, phone lines will be cleared up. Sounds good. Have Dave Olson call me. All right, thank you, Big Dog. Right, Thanks later. for listening out there, everybody. Two guys in a mic, TalkZone.com. See you tomorrow at 10. Don't be late. TalkZone.